You are listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. This is our weekly recap of the Madam Secretary drama on CBS. And you know what? Season five is premiering in a few days, and we are here with very special guests. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm a writer and producer in Los Angeles. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan, who's in Dallas, Texas, who operates as our international... uh, What are you, Julie? I'm an international expert, a commentator, (laughs) international commentator. That's it. And we have been doing the recap of Madam Secretary for four years. So today we're so happy to welcome back before the premiere of the fifth season, the executive producer and creator of Madam Secretary Barbara Hall and the executive producer of Madam Secretary Lori McCurry. Now, Julie, Barbara Hall and Lori have been on our show before. It's great to have them back. So Barbara has basically written or worked on every TV show I've ever loved. So just from Family Ties to New Heart to Moonlighting to Judging Amy, Joan of Arcadia, Northern Exposure, Chicago Hope, and All Fly Away. She's been nominated for five Emmy Awards, and we're really happy to welcome her back. You're going to hear her in a little bit. She's in the writer's room of Madam Secretary in Los Angeles. We are so excited to welcome back to Satellite Sisters, the executive producers and the creator of Madam Secretary on CBS. You know, we do the recap, Satellite Sisterhood, and we love having these women here to talk to us. Thank you, Barbara Hall and Lori McCreary, for being back on Satellite Sisters Talk TV. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. We're so excited about the fifth season, and I have to tell you, debuts this Sunday uh, on CBS at 10 o'clock, so you're going to want to tune in. Uh, I had the opportunity to watch the season premiere already, so I feel pretty special. Mm -hmm. And it's jam-packed with storylines, but Barbara, you have three former secretaries of state on hand for this episode. Secretary Clinton, Secretary Albright, and Secretary Powell. How does something like that come together? How complicated is that to arrange? Well, first of all, Lori was really the the engineer and architect of of, um, arranging to have them on. Um, And uh, so I'm going to kick that to Lori to talk about what the process was like getting them uh, on board. Thanks, Barbara. Well, I mean, first of all, we have to have a great show. So, you know, Barbara (laughs) creating and writing this amazing show had this great uh, place for us to start. And, you know, Tim Daly was really the kind of pre-existing relationship that we had with Secretary Albright. So we had an in even before we became on the air in the first season. Um, And then we had this experience on set with Secretary Albright in the first season where she went off for about 45 minutes while we were shooting during the day to have a conversation with uh, the former secretaries of state. Um, At the time, we didn't know what it was about, but we found out later it was about the Iran deal that was being um, uh, negotiated. And we thought, wow, that's really interesting. They do that a lot where the formers get together and talk about current events. So that put kind of a little bit of an idea in the back of our mind. And about a year ago, um, I was at Secretary Clinton's husband's birthday party, and she came up to me <laughs> to tell me about how much <laughs> yeah. she came up to me to, to tell me how much she loved the writing, how much she loved the show. Oh, how great is that? that? Yeah, that I could get the writers to write a part for her. Maybe she'd want to play a spy. <laughs> and uh, I immediately uh, called Barbara and let her know. And Barbara and I thought, well, maybe she, it would be good if she played herself. And I thought, 
because it was a party, I thought maybe she was just being polite. Right. You know, right. We all are sure. at parties. But we followed up and no, her and uh, former President Clinton actually watched the show. It was like required Sunday night viewing. And um, they loved it. And they said she would love to do it. And then there was a little bit of a, of kismet. I was sitting next to Secretary Albright at a 50th anniversary um, of the American Film Institute in D.C., and she came up to me and said, I want to come back. Wow. Come back. That's amazing. So then Barbara and I were like, ooh, Secretary Albright and Clinton. Hmm. <laughs> and I promise you not, coincidentally, the next morning I was having breakfast with General Powell, and I literally blurted out in the middle of the breakfast, would you ever be on our show? <laughs> and he, I think he was so shocked he said yes. So that basically, the hard part was done. Had, he, had Secretary Powell watched your show? Did he know what he was saying yes to? Had watched, yes, had watched our show, knew about the show. His, Great. Um, his primary aide of 25 years is obsessed with the show. So, um, so they, all three of them said yes. And then, you know, we went about the job of producing it to come into effect. It took about seven months after that to get one day wow. that they could all be in New York for four hours and get them all in a room together. Well, Barbara, you wrote the episode. You co-wrote it. And my boyfriend, Eric Stoltz, directed it. So I, I love the season <laughs> premiere. But I actually found their scene very moving. I yeah. I really yes. teared up. I agree, Leon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was that, did you, did you know it was going to be that emotional? How did you write it? And then what was your response when you saw it? Um, well, you know, we weren't really sure how it was going to play. We, we were very passionate about the subject of the season premiere, and that is differentiating uh, uh, nationalism from patriotism, which we feel is a very important topic right now. And, um, you know, we, when we approached the scene, it was really about understanding who they were as people and, and studying um, their, their work and, and things they've written. And, and we sort of feel like we knew them and knew what their policies were. And, um, you know, the approach was to take a little bit from uh, things we've heard them say or, or uh, um, you know, policies we've heard them represent and then um, sort of put it into language befitting of them. And, um, you know, you never know how it's going to play until you see it on film, or actually I was there for the shooting. It. I began to get a sense when I was in the room that this was going to be incredibly moving because we were really marrying um, our, the, you know, the ideals of our fictional world with people who had actually put those ideals and uh, principles into action. And to me, that was the most moving aspect of it. So, yeah, I was, I was surprised and, and, um, and just happy with the way it all came together. How many, did they nail it on the first take? Are they first take <laughs> wonders? Or how many takes <laughs> did you have? <laughs> um, there was, there was well, this I, moment. Go ahead. No, you go, Laurie. No, well, I was going to say, the I, the I think you could have heard a pin. Normally, before we do the scene, we do a read-through. So everyone just has the scripts and they read their lines. So you could have heard a pin drop in the Elizabeth's office as they were going to start to read the scene. And the good and the bad of it was that Taya flubbed her very first line, which I think <laughs> made everyone take a big exhale and laugh. And it, it went much more smoothly from there. I have to say, in watching that scene, she also looked like she was completely engrossed. I mean, I know she's a fantastic actress and that's her job, but she had to kind of put a cap on it. But I think she also looked like she was very moved uh, when they were when they were speaking. And that really struck me as a viewer. 
Was that was that true? Do you think that was true? I think it was. I think that, I mean, everybody was affected by just the feeling and the energy of that room. With, um, and uh, there were moments where, um, you know, they they knew their lines and they were very good with um, with that. But they also we were encouraged to add some thoughts of their own. And um, so as as little bits and pieces came out that really came from the secretaries themselves, um, you you couldn't help but being engrossed by it because you really began to feel that you were in a room where um, people who had, as I said, put these ideas into action before were discussing. Um, their, you know, ideology. And, uh, and it, yeah, I think that everybody was just captivated by the effect that had. You know, do you think they're going to go on the road together in a production of Love Letters or anything? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think they might. They had a good time. Yeah. You must have really good craft services on your set to keep attracting all those secretaries of state. Um, uh, Barbara, I don't want to give anything away about the premiere. I want everyone to watch it. But at the end, there's a great signature Madam Secretary speech where she wraps everything up and gets everything everyone excited and we love those speeches we do. they're so inspiring we love them i'm wondering in the writers room if you have a code name for those speeches <laughs> <laughs> no no we, we we have a sort of um list of of paradigms for the shows we do whether it's uh you know save the hostages or save the deal but we don't <laughs> <laughs> um but we don't. We have it. Uh, we don't have a code for the big speech at the end that uh, makes makes everything make sense and makes people cry. All right, but, we might uh, want to work on that. Want to work on that? Just an idea from the satellite yeah, sisterhood. Seems seems keeping with the spy yeah. stuff. Barbara and Laura, we are so excited about Bess running for president. I mean, that is, and and it's definitely on the minds of everyone in this first episode. But should we brace ourselves for a lot of mud slinging in this campaign, Barbara? Please say no. <laughs> well, you know, we we thought we could do a whole season just on what it looks like, the realization of what it takes to to start a, a presidential campaign. And since she's, you know, came to her current job from the outside, of course, she comes to politics from the outside as well. And it, it's fun to try to take the, the the actual system and change it through our change the rules of it through our character who is always approaching you know everything as not um, politics not as usual or not politics as usual or thinking out of the box and um, so yeah it's again we we try to do an aspirational show so we we have the chance to turn that process into something we would all rather see. Can you tell us anything about her opponent? We don't know yet because we're going to she definitely or she will be formidable. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. And there will, be, there will be primaries too, so there'll be more than one. You oh, know? good. Um, oh so my goodness. Gonna, <laughs> but can you just tell us if Bess is going to win the election, please? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Okay, now Henry has had about 12 jobs since the show started. I mean, he's everything. He's a professor. He's a spy. At one point, he was saving all of Washington, D.C., like with a broken leg, driving around. Uh, is he going to get a new job? Because I would like him to be like a modern Indiana Jones, you know, religion professor at night, but then like saving archaeological artifacts. Is there any chance of that? Well, not this season, but oh, maybe when president. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's currently the ethical advisor. You know, he actually did have that broken leg, right? 
Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, we know. That. Of course, we, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Tim came by that broken leg, honestly. So, um, <laughs> now we, we, um, we, he's now currently the ethical advisor to the White House, which brings him more into the, the inner sanctum. But, you know, um, you're right, it, he has a lot of qualifications, and it takes him to uh, a lot of places. But we'll, we'll think on the Indiana Jones uh, Okay, it's a good suggestion. Now, you know, we love the kids, too. So we're wondering, is Stevie, is she going to continue her run of terrible boyfriends, or is she going to get a good love interest this season? <laughs> Come on, yeah. those, some of those boyfriends. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, she's in the experimental age, some part of her life. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we eventually, we, we want to focus on that. Right now, she's focused on her career and, um, you know, her, her job as Russell Jackson's assistant. So we have a lot of fun with that. But we're, we, we do want to give her, um, we want to kick it up a little with her boyfriends. Yeah. And what about her career? It looks like, well, again, what's going to happen there? She's, 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 got, she's sending her resumes out. I think it's fair to say, right? Yes. Okay. Um, that is fair to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Now, Lori, you're there in New York on the streets of New York with the production, right? So can you can you do anything about getting more Broadway stars on the show? And when are they going to sing again? That's what we want. <laughs> we don't have enough. We have so many amazing <laughs> singers and performers. I don't think you'll be disappointed this season. Uh, oh, that's great. You may news. or may not hear more uh, more of their other life on screen. Has there been talk of a musical episode? Wouldn't it be great? Like Hamilton, except, you know, not Only Hamilton? as a joke. Okay. A very special episode of Madam Secretary, the musical. It would be great. Come on. Come on. Now, Julie, you love Daisy. You love Daisy. I love da- well, I love all the characters, but I love Daisy. I'm always rooting for Daisy. Um, and at the end of last season, it looked like maybe she'd be poised now that she has the puppy dog, that she may be poised for more relationships. Uh, uh, what's in store? Can you tell us anything about what's in store for Daisy this season? Well, I think we showed at the season finale that the dog t- in, ends up being a, a, a man magnet for her. So yes. maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, uh, that will continue. Um, you know, we're, we're bringing a lot of issues that, that have to do with press and, you know, um, uh, social media and all that kind of stuff that, that really is swirling in, in the real world atmosphere into her world because that's what she does. She's a communications director. So we're, we're, she's very busy um, as that, the, the whole weaponizing of, of news and everything amps up. Um, but, and, and uh, you know, we are getting into issues of how difficult it is for her to be a single mother and date and have a dog and all of it. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'm sure that will bring more romance into her life too. Yeah, I was worried when she got the dog. That seemed like that was going to really that kill any much. free time. Yeah, I was just personally worried for her. Yeah. <laughs> so. For her time? Yeah, I was worried for her time. And dogs are a big responsibility, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So are babies. Yes, exactly. So Sarah Ramirez came on the show last year, and immediately we felt bad for Jay. I mean, we're we're afraid she's going to kill Jay in her sleep or something. <laughs> she seems twice as <laughs> twice as smart. She's super quick. Like, what what can you tell us about where her character is going? Um, yeah, she's you know she's into policy, and she she ends up being um, someone who can really be a strong defender of of Elizabeth, like a, almost a surrogate for her in certain situations. 
Um, but she gets along very well with Jay. They have a, a very um, good rapport in terms of um, how they handle the, the policy. Of course, Jay's the, the chief of staff this year, so he has a much uh, bigger um, purview. Um, but, you know, she's really fun. She's a really fun part of the team. She fits right in. Yeah, well, she's, a, she's great on the show. We love her. We are worried about Jay. He does seem to be getting paler in every episode. Yeah, right. and, uh, and, and Jay's his child, care, his child care situation is always tenuous, right? <laughs> no, no, just wait. You're going to be happy. <laughs> Which I think is a very good thing to portray. Yeah. Right. I think you'll be happy to see Jay branching out from work and taking care of his daughter, adding some more parts to his world. So. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. We like to go <laughs> home with those characters. We love it. And so that brings us to Blake. Are we going to see more of his world? His world? Well, Blake is having a big transition. Well, you know what's going on with Blake. <laughs> I do. Okay. Now I know because <laughs> I've seen it, but I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the year that, that the um, secretary has told him she's going to fire him out of love. So he's having to look around for what his next step is. So there will be big transitional episodes in terms of his career. And, uh, you know, always always having fun with him. He's up for everything. <laughs> you know, the other great thing about the show, uh, from my perspective, is I love all the places in the world that you set scenes. And that somehow it always seems like you are you are sort of ahead of the headline news, but are there hot spots in the world that you're going to be focusing on this season? Um, you know, Asia, South America, wherever you're going. I'm, I'm sorry, what was the last part? Oh, well, I mean, just hot spots in the world that you're going to be focusing on that we're going to, or do you, th- or is it going to be more uh, focused on the election? You know, I think that we're really sort of focused a lot on, on hot issues rather than hot spots. I mean, because it's, okay. there's really just a lot of things that are kind of taking a global hold, you know, whether it's nationalism or the, the ill effects of um, social media and trolling and things like that. Um, so we're really, you know, sort of uh, approaching those issues that are, that are in the news in, in you know, in the real world, too. Um, we always um, have a lot, to, to, a lot going on with China. Um, and Minister Chen, so we continue oh, to we have a lot him. of issues with him. And, um, yeah. and then we will continue to pick on Russia because, you know, they're picking on us in, in, the, uh, in the show. So, um, and, uh, and then we'll just follow, you know, around. We're, we're, again, trying to stay ahead of issues that are, of, of things that are really going on in the world, things of immigration issues and crisis in Syria and things like that. So, um Again, trying to focus on on what's prominent in the news. All right, we have one more question. Yeah, the the good and sorry. No, go for it, Lori. No, I was just going to say the good and the bad is there's a lot to choose from, and the, as Barbara said, there's so many things that not only hit our international issues but hit us here. So it's a really interesting way for us to look at um, issues in America, like immigration and refugee and surrogacy, but um, in thrown into another part of the world. Has mm-hmm. there been stuff in the news that you were going to write into the show and then it actually happened, so you had to write it out? I mean, <laughs> there has been a lot happening lately. Yeah, we constantly have to revise. We always try to stay ahead. We try to be about, you know, a, you know, five minutes ahead of the headlines. Like, we, we try to game out scenarios that are actually happening. And sometimes it just moves too fast, and we have to, 
either abandon what we're doing or, or say, well, this is just going to be a parallel universe story because we are. <laughs> That's amazing. You yeah. know, we, we like living in your parallel universe. Everyone looks good. Like the hair and makeup is good. Everything. There's ethicists running around. We love it. We love the parallel universe. Thank you. We have one more question, Julie. I know you wanted to ask this of, of Lori. So, you know, we, we watch your show very carefully. We look at all the details. We discuss all the details on our Satellite Sisters Talk TV. So each week we notice that it's the same stale pastries on the conference table when, <laughs> uh, when Bess gathers her troops. So this year, this season, are we going to see some fresh fruit there? <laughs> oh, well, you know, our team loves gluten-free pastries. They're fresh every morning. So you didn't think we watched that carefully, but we do. That's, this is the kind of work we do for you. <laughs> Here's the thing. Fruit tends to look a little sad after a few hours in hot lighting. Uh, but, yeah. you know, maybe we'll find some fruit that doesn't, uh, that doesn't wilt so much. <laughs> Dirty fruit. Dirty fruit is our goal. We'll take it under consideration. They look like they all eat fruit, right? Thank you. But you claim the pastries are actually fresh, Lori. Is that some breaking news we can report they are. on? Okay. They are fresh pastries. <laughs> so most of them gluten-free. Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, that's a good detail. That mm-hmm. is. We're going to work that in. Well, thank you so much, Lori McCreary and Barbara Hall, for being here. We love the show. We love talking about it. And we're so happy that you guys are such great role models for women and writing such great women characters on TV. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic fifth season. We'll be watching. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. That's it. Great to talk to Lori McCreary and Barbara Hall, the production team there at CBS of Madam Secretary. Julie, what did you think? Did you get what you wanted out of that? In terms oh, well, of... we got both big, big ideas and very small details. <laughs> all, it was all excellently. And, you know, I just struck with how thoughtful they are, yes. how, you know, uh, just uh, how deeply they uh, feel about their script, about their product, about, you know, the show that they do, the characters. Uh, that was amazing. And then I love some of the sort of hints and suggestions about which way this season's going to go. Yes. And I like the behind the scenes details of how long it took to put together that season premiere. Seven months of working those secretaries of state. Well, you can imagine what their calendars must look like. Yeah. And uh, but just in sort of how sort of the serendipity of it all that that they actually this, you know, Secretary Clinton wanted to be on the show. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) All right. Just a reminder that the Satellite Sisters Talk TV recap of Madam Secretary happens every week. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, iTunes, um, Stitcher, wherever you listen, we're here for you. Uh, our poll dark recap, if you've been listening to those, is now moved to the big show. We bumped it to the big show and our Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So you can download Satellite Sisters. You can also subscribe to that. If you're just a Madam Secretary fan, come on over to the Satellite Sisters weekly podcast. I think you'll enjoy that too. Thanks again to Lori McCurry and Barbara Hall. And we will talk to you next week after the season premiere of Madam Secretary. Don't forget, Call your satellite sister.